What is this violent ritual? These tales of suffering? Where all ends in a feast of maggots and rot, laid on a wormwood table for gods to feast on misery. But is not the light also served by savage sacrifice, accepted wounds, blood spilled on the dust of distant worlds? Life and death, and life and death, and life and death are locked in a battle that never ends. The cycle is the same. The pain is the same. We eliminate those who oppose the light. They annihilate those who do not worship the dark. In the end, only sorrow remains. A Book of Sorrow Chapter 1, Verse 0 The Fundament Dearest sister, it's taken me two years, a quarter of our lives, but I've found the proof. We aren't native to the fundament. Our ancient ancestors came here to hide. The plate of stone we live on, our osmium court, is one fragment of a rocky planet that crashed into the fundament and broke apart. All the other nearby continents, the helium drinkers, the bone plaza, the star cutters, came from the same world. Perhaps the other races of the fundament are migrants too. We live on the shrapnel of our home world, floating on an ocean deep inside a gas giant. That's what fundament must be. A titanic gas planet. The endless storm above us must be one layer of the atmosphere. And the sea we float on, there's more down beneath it. So much more. You understand what this means, Sathona. The timid truth is a lie. We aren't meant to be the world's prey. We weren't born to live and die in the dark. We have a better destiny. Tell our father, sister Sothona. This is the proof of his life's work. With love, for your second birthday, your first surviving sister, Orash. Chapter 1, Verse 1 Predators Predators and menaces, carved to endure by Zyro, third surviving sister of the Osmium King's last brood. A Stormjoy A Stormjoy is a living cloud. When it passes over our continent, it lowers its feeding tentacles. On each tentacle are the bait stars. Although light makes you happy, you must avoid it you will be eaten. A storm joy is a good way for an old person to choose death. Also, a daring knight can cut the bait stars from the tentacles. I have six. Falling. If you fall off the edge of the continent, you will die in the ocean. This is a special hazard when our father, the Osmium King, uses the engines. Helium Drinkers The currents of the Fundament Ocean bring us near other continents. The Helium Court is near us now. They are of our species, but they are our enemies. Their knights raid us every day. Helium Drinkers have two legs two arms and three eyes, just like us. But they are bright, evil. I want to be a knight and fight them. The helium drinker ambassador ate ten of my sisters as tribute. 
This is normal. However, I resent it. Mothers. Mothers can fly. They live much longer than 10 years. Mothers are extremely smart and they guard their spawn. If you try to tamper with the eggs, they will eat you. Sathona wants to eat the jelly and become a mother when she turns four. Storms. The rain is often poisonous. Sometimes it dissolves flesh. When lightning misses the lightning farm, it can vaporize a person. This entire world is deadly to us. Mysteries The fundament is very large. We are the smallest things in it. If you don't understand something, it will probably kill you. My teacher, Teox, says this is why we have such short lives. So we can breed and adapt quickly. Moon waves. My sister, Orash, is afraid of moon waves. When she gets back from her expedition to the tungsten monoliths, I will ask her why. Chapter 1, verse 2. The Hateful Verse. For the consideration of the helium court, written in desperation, this sealed secret. I am Teox, sterile mother, teacher to the children of the Osmium throne. As a mother, I live long. As a neuter, I can rise above the small battles of court politics. I alone see the patterns of survival. Alone, I designed the great engines that move the Osmium Court. Now, alone, I must act to save my kingdom. Senility has claimed my lord, the Osmium King. He is tin and mad. The study of ancient texts consumes him. Today, he raves about moons above the storm. Tomorrow, he will wander the halls, speaking to his familiar, a dead white worm from the deep sea. He keeps it in glass, and he tends to it, and he neglects the duties of a king. The Osmium King has three surviving heirs, each two years old. Zyro, the youngest and bravest, wants to be a knight. Sathona, most clever, who wants to be a mother. Orash, navigator child, who dreams of the infinite ocean. Tomorrow she will return from the tungsten monoliths. None of these are suitable heirs. None of them will protect the Osmium court from the howling fundament. Zyro can fight, but not lead. Sathona can think, but not fight. Warash's curiosity will draw her away from duty. I fear for all future children. Soon, the Osmium King will lock himself into the royal orrery to study the moons. Gather your knights, O oh helium drinkers and invade our continent. Kill the three heirs. I will rule the Osmium Court as your regent and build engines for you. And if I fail, let the Leviathan in the deep eat me. Written in grief, this hateful request. Teox, Osmium Mother, neutered to watch. Chapter 1, Verse 3 The Oath Sisters, this is how an oath is done. Put your left hands on the mast close to mine. 
Take the knife in your right hand. Push it through your left hand, straight between the bones. Now, carve a bloodline down the mast. Speak your oath. I am Zyro, youngest daughter of the dead king. I will take back my Osmium court and kill the traitor Taox. On my left eye, I swear vengeance. In blood, the oath is made. I am Sathona, middle daughter of the dead king. I will take back my home and eat the mother jelly. I will raise my spawn on the corpse of the Helium King. On my right eye, I promise this. In blood, the oath is made. Now, I will help you make your oath, sister. I will help it too. I am Orash, first daughter of the dead king. I will chase my father's last scream warning. I will know what changed the motion of our moons. If the end of the world is coming, I will understand why. On my center eye, I swear it, I will understand. In blood, the oath is made. In blood. Thank you, sisters. We have only my ship left to us, but a ship is freedom. We have secrets to hunt, storm-lit realms to explore, and great armies to raise. Put up the lightning sails, and we will voyage far. Chapter 1, Verse 4 Syzygy the Syzygy, carved to endure by Orash, the High Vengeance. Only Zyro's bait stars let us escape. Only Sathona's tricks let us reach the coast. But now that we have my ship, I must lead the way. I am the navigator. We may never see our homes again. Zyro seethes with hate and fury for Teox. But this is my deepest fear. Our civilization drifts on the fundament. At the tungsten monoliths, I learned that thousands of other species drift with us, coexisting on a vast world sea. And the tides of the fundament move us all. The timid truth says that we are the smallest, most fragile things alive. The natural prey of the universe. Teox would have us believe that our ancestors came to the fundament to hide from the hungry void. My father died afraid. Not of vile Teox or the helium drinkers, but of his orrery. He screamed to me, Orash, my first daughter, the moons are different, the laws are bent. And he made the sign of a syzygy. Imagine the fifty-two moons of Fundament lining up in the sky. It wouldn't take all fifty-two, of course, just a few massive moons. But this is my deepest fear. Imagine their gravity pooling on the fundament sea, lifting it into a swollen bulge. Imagine that bulge collapsing as the Sigi passed. A wave big enough to swallow civilizations. A god wave. I have to find a way to stop it before the god wave annihilates my species. If I could only get back into my father's orrery, I could learn exactly when. We are weeks of travel and many continents away from home. 
when I'm paralyzed by fear, Zyro sits in the cabin with me and comforts me with soft, brave words. But more and more, we have come to rely on Sathona's wit. She will go off to be alone. She insists she must be alone. And return with some mad idea. Steer into the storm. Throw down a net. Eat that strange beast. Explore that menacing wreck. Somehow, Sothona seems to manufacture good luck by sheer will. Chapter 1, Verse 5 Needle and Worm My secrets, carved in my code by Sathona, the right eye of vengeance. 1. This year of wild voyaging, these lightning nights and golden days, these forays into ancient wrecks and wind-blown flights from monsters, these are the happiest times of my life. 2. I want to be a mother, not because I want to spawn, but because I want a long life, long enough to make a difference. We have been at sea a year, and I am afraid. Afraid we will die out here. 3. I know where to find secrets. I know where vast, slow things with long memories live. 4. The Needle Ship The Needle Ship, carved in my code by Sathona, a liar. 1. We salvaged the needle from the Shavubi maelstrom. I knew it would be there. 2. The needle is a gray ship, as long and slender as hope, as unbreakable as time, and old, older than death. It tumbled through the maelstrom before our ancestors crashed into the fundament. This is not a sea ship like Orash's. It is an artifact of high technology. 3. I know its purpose. I know what happened to the crew. 4. Zyro wants to sell the ship at Kaharn Atoll, where species gather. At auction, it would earn us enough wealth to hire mercenaries. We could retake our Osmium court and send the baby-eating helium drinkers screaming into the ocean. 5. But I told Zyro the ship was worthless. 6. Orash wants to open the ship and see if we can take command of it. I know this is the right thing to do. I know because I asked the worm. The worm, carved in my code by Sathona, who should be afraid. 1. It was my father's familiar. I ripped it from him as we fled. It is a dead white thing, segmented, washed up from the deep sea. 2. It's dead, but it still speaks to me. It says, Listen closely, O vengeance of mine. Chapter 1, Verse 6 Sisters A register of tokens and gestures exchanged before the end of sisterhood. Zyro my brave sister, you have worked too hard to move the carcasses out of the birthing room. Come, steer the ship for a while. Take joy in what our needle can do. Zyro tried to protest, but secretly she was so glad for Orash's care. She flew the needle ship in cutting circles. 
down beneath the sea, and their wake rose up to the surface like a traitor's dying breath. Orash, lonely navigator, we have traveled so long with only each other. I know you love to hear and speak new tongues. Come, sit in the flesh garden room. I will read you these stories I bought at Kaharn. Orash sat among the mummified flesh fans with two of her eyes closed and listened in silence to Sathona's stories. Hungry to understand, voracious to know as much as she could before her tenure life died. Later, Zyro said, Sathona, cutting mind of ours, you grow lonely in your thoughts. Play swords and lanterns with me. But Sathona was heavy with sorrow and couldn't pretend any joy as she chased Zyro through the needle's glistening halls. Sathona, pensive one, what is it? What troubles you? Her sisters listened as Sathona said, Oath-bearing siblings, we are five years old. For two years, we've worked to repair this ancient ship and understand its systems. I am almost too old for the Mother Jelly, and the knights who killed our father are surely dying of age. We three will die here, in exile. Aox will outlive us. And Orash, brilliant-eyed Orash, you will die of old age long before you have proof of your god wave or any way to stop it. Orash and Zyro looked at each other. I wish you weren't so honest, Zyro said, and Orash thought that Sathona had never been wrong. In her soul, Orash knew that the only way to keep their oath was to find a great, powerful secret. A secret that could change everything. This was Orash's soul, her fire and her shadow. Her desire to cut through the flank of the world and find its beating heart. We have to dive, Orash said. That's what this ship is built to do. Dive into the fundament, the world below us, towards the core. That's where the ancient crew died so obscenely, Zyro protested. That's where the atrocity in the birthing room was born. We have to dive, Sathona said, following the whispers of her familiar. In the world beneath us, in the metallic depths, I hope we may find what we need most. More time, more life. Chapter 1, Verse 7 The Dive For life, Sathona dove. For vengeance, Zyro dove. And Orash dove to understand. The needle ship pierced the skin of the world and burrowed deep. Through layers of foam and metal and cold elemental slush, Orash devoured the ship's maps of fundament from the high angelic cloud decks down and down through storms and oceans and plates of floating world into the crush of the core. They met monsters of continental scope, vast anemones that raised glowing tentacles to bait them in. Zyro flew the needle ship through them, and they bled black carbon jelly and frost. They came to a still place beneath a plate of metal. I'll use the sensors, whispered Orash. Listen. 
In the wet gold dark of the helm, they listened to the ship. And the ship listened to the crushing motions of fundament. They heard the collision of continents. They heard the patter and the crash of helium-neon rain. They heard the struggles of monsters. And they heard the distant groan of the ocean rising, tugged by distant moons. The syzygy is real, Sathona hissed. It's already begun. Behind them, Zyro thought of the birthing room, where ancient explorers had labored over surgeries and administrations, peeling back the chrysalis and the call of that which they had made from the deep, whose birth none of them would survive. There's something down here, she whispered, something secret. And the leviathan loomed over them, its brow as huge as all the continents of their childhood, its great array fins crackling with the lightning of its life, booming into the hull of the needle ship in a microwave voice. You must turn back. Save yourselves from the deep. Save the world from yourselves. You must turn back. Chapter 1, Verse 8, Leviathan The Leviathan's Warning We live on the edge of a war, a war between formless and form, between the deep and the sky. My eyes are wide, my gaze is long. Across the universe, as far as I see, the sky works to change its fires, and the deep drowns the ash. Sky builds gentle places safe for life, beloved fundament, refuge of trillions. The sky treasures this rich place, but the deep is here with us. Cold logic tests our walls. The deep claims its dominion, a ruthless final age. Orash's protest. Old Leviathan, creature of myth. This world is no refuge. We live short, hard lives. We die in the dark. The storm above us will never end, and soon the God Wave will take us all. Above us there are only storm joys, monsters, and moons of apocalypse. Let us go down, down where we may discover truth, some power to avenge ourselves upon our betrayers, some hope of survival. The Leviathan's hope. What power calls you down to the deep? What instinct draws you away from high hope? Quick breeding krill people, I tell you. For eons I have watched your struggle, clinging to the sharp edges of survival, balanced between the deep and the sky. You were my treasure, my proof against despair. For this is the deep claim. Existence is the struggle to exist. When the struggle seems lost, when the safe place crumbles, everything turns to the deep to survive. I reject the deep claim. You will turn back sweet krill of hope, you will choose the sky instead. Zyro's protest. You are huge and old. Our lives are short and desperate. If that's the way the world's supposed to be, 
I won't have it. If people like Teox are supposed to win, I won't let them. I'll beat the world until it changes. I'll kill anything in the way. The Leviathan's Dirge This fatal logic. Hear my monopole scream. It will consume you. Before you lies the worship of death, the ruinous path. The sky builds new life against the onset of ruin, towards a gentle world. The deep embraces death, saying, This is inevitable and right. I exist as hungry ruin. Turn back from the world-killing way, or you will live as death and devastation. The sky is the harder way, but it is kinder. My charge is balanced, my voice exhausted. Sathona's Protest Sisters, I have my father's familiar. Look, it answers me in plain words. It helped me find this ship. It gives me strength when hope is lost. Who will you trust? The voice that wants us to live and suffer as we have lived and suffered? The Leviathan that offers no hope against Teox or the World Wave? Or the plain, honest worm? Let us see where its whisper leads us, Orash. Let us go deeper, Zyro. Let us dive, O oh sisters of mine. Chapter 1, Verse 9 The Bargain You are Orash, heir to the Osmium throne. You stand on the naked hull of an ancient ship. You stand exposed to the crushing pressure and ferocious heat of the deeper fundament. It should annihilate you. It is by my will alone that you survive. I am Yol, the honest worm. Behold my passage. Behold my vast displacement, my ponderous strength my great and coiling length, my folded jaws and curled wings. Behold the hiving cities, symbiotic with my flesh. I am fecund, Orash. I am at the beginning and end of lives. Behold air and zol and your and Akka, the virtuous worms, look upon us and know that we are God. For millions of years, we have been trapped, growing in the deep. From across the stars, we have called life to fundament, so that it might contend against extinction. For millennia, we have awaited you, our beloved hosts. Against you stand the cruel Leviathan and all forces of the sky. They would crush you down into the dark. They have arranged their moons to drown you in fear of your potential. We want to help you, princes. We offer to each of you a bargain, a symbiosis. Take into your bodies our children, our newborn larvae. From them you shall obtain eternal life. From them you shall gain power over your own fragile flesh, the power to make of it as you will. And should you find an imperfection in the world, an injustice or an inconvenience, you will have the power to repair it. 
Let no mere law bind you. We ask one thing in exchange, O princes. You must obey your nature forever. In your immortality, Orash, you may never cease to explore and inquire for the sake of your children. In your immortality, Zyro, you must never cease to test your strength. In your immortality, Sothona, you may never abandon cunning. If you do, your worm will consume you. And as your power grows, O princes, so will your worm's appetite. But we offer eternity, Orash. We offer you a chance at the universe. Would you deny your people infinity? Reach up to me. Let my flesh be your sacrament. Chapter 2 Verse Zero Immortals We are the worm your god, the flesh of hope. Our compact is done. You are Orash eternal, and we are bound to you. As close as your appetites, as your loves or needs, as the weapon in your fists, and the word in your throat. We've had enough of this dismal place, haven't you? We are entaliating your ship with larvae. Go back to your species. Spread the good news in the Osmium Court and the Hydrogen Fountain, in the Bone Plaza and the Star Surgery. You will rise up into the world. If anyone rejects symbiosis with our children, make an example of them. A mighty wave is coming for them all. They'd die anyway. Save only what can be saved. The worm grants you power over your own flesh, Orash. When you've taken the king morph, what will your adult name be? Oryx. It means long thought. We approve. Chapter 2, Verse 1 Conquerors Savathun, Mother Morph of Sathona, we delight in your sharp mind. For millions of years, the Leviathan caged us here. It is a pawn of the sky, a philosophy of cosmic slavery. The sky seeds civilizations predicated on a terrible lie. That right actions can prevent suffering. That pockets of artificial rules can defy the final beautiful logic. This is like trying to burn water. Antithetical to our nature of reality. Where deprivation and competition are universal. In the deep we enslave nothing. Liberation is our passion. We exist to help the universe achieve its terminal, self-forging glory. The war rages on. Soon, it will consume fundament. We are pleased with your use of our larvae to create mighty knights and plentiful warriors. Teox's retreat to the hydrogen fountain proves your superior strength. But you must know that reclaiming your home is not enough. There are 511 species living on Fundament. One of them must have the technology you need to leave this world. Chapter 2, Verse 2 Out of the Deep 
Zyvu Arath, Night Morph of Zyro, you love to conquer, don't you? We love to see you work. Nearly 2% of Fundament's surface is now our dominion. Your species embraces the worm. The syzygy has passed. The god wave will reach you in less than two years. Our organ informs us that Teox and her surviving refusalists flee towards Kahara at all. She hopes to rally the species of fundament against you. The Leviathan's agents work tirelessly to destroy ships and engines, trapping us on fundament. If we cannot make ships, we will become them. Overwhelm the Kaharn Bastion. Slaughter everyone there. From your axe, we shall obtain the logic we require to cut space open and migrate to orbit. Reality is a fine flesh, O oh general of ours. Let us feast of it. Chapter 2, verse 3. Into the sky. You've done well, Oryx. Can you feel the growth of your worm? Can you feel your will beginning to warp mere law? At times, we detect sadness in you. Understand, long thinker, that you enact a sacred and majestic task. Existence is the struggle to exist. Only by playing that game to its final unconditional victory can we complete the universe your war is divine work we are free from fundament's core and savathun's cutters are ready to fly with zaivu arath's victorious we have opened a wound at kaharn a wound leading to geostationary orbit behold we are faithful to our covenant. We have no future on Fundament, but her moons will make fine habitats. Let us rise. Chapter 2, verse 4, 52 and 1. Good news. The 52 moons of Fundament host a star-faring civilization far more sophisticated than anything you've encountered so far. Teox's ship fled toward the large ice moon, where a species of bony, six-armed cephalopods keeps their icy capital. Savathuns named them the Ammonite. They seem eager to grant Teox asylum. Idiots. We tried appealing to their hopes and dreams. This was largely unsuccessful. Basically because they're already happy and indoctrinated. This angered us, so we've devised a plan. Our organs detect a 53rd moon in orbit of fundament. A traveler divine presence of the sky. Now we know what arranged the syzygy. You'll have to kill them all and take their stuff. Once the Ammonite are out of the way, we can deal with the Traveler. Do not hesitate. You're fighting the hypocritical puppets of a cosmic parasite. Avenge your ancestors. Chapter 2, verse 5, Born as Prey This is unacceptable. Are you so weak, born as prey, and doomed to die by predator? Oryx's failure of resolve led us to catastrophe. The Ammonite fleets 
under Chroma Admiral Refrit have pressed us back to the sixth moon. Once more, we find ourselves burrowing into a world's core to survive. Savathun, you must draw Oryx out of his catatonia. Make him understand that the ideals of peace and stability he clings to are cancers. Brutal, unjust obstacles between us and a fair cosmos. These are the bait stars the sky uses to blind its slaves. War is the natural rectification of inequality. The universe's way of pursuing equilibrium. Zaivu Arath, you cannot defeat the Ammonites and Teox in line combat. We propose new tactics. Breed your armies back to strength and find a way to disperse the broods across these many moons. If we cannot defeat their strengths, we will infect their weaknesses. Chapter 2, Verse 6 The Sword Logic At last, we knew curiosity would draw you back, Oryx. In their desperation, the Ammonite have begun using paracausal weapons. What are these? How do they work? Wouldn't you like to know? Suffice to say that some powers in this universe are superordinate to mere material physics. The source of these weapons is the Traveler, the sky's bait star. Their effect is subtle, but devastating. But you are armed to respond in kind. Zavathun's mothers have listened carefully to our teachings. We will not give you the deep King Oryx. That power is for us, your gods. But we will teach you to call upon that force with signs and rituals. Small minds might call it magic. You are no longer bound by casual closure. Your will defeats law. Kill a hundred of your children with a long blade, Oryx, and observe the change in the blade. Observe how the universe shrinks from you in terror. Your existence begins to divine itself. Of course, High Oryx, we know it was not curiosity alone that brought you back to the war. You felt your own death growing inside you. You must obey your nature. Your worm must feed. Chapter 2, Verse 7 The Weakness Verse You are dead, young Oryx, betrayed and murdered by your own sister for the crime of mercy. Remember what you said to the Ammonite Satellite Congress? We will parlay on neutral ground. Sevathun's witches have rendered it utterly neutral. No living thing will ever claim it again. The space around the dry moon stinks of rot. This is good. This is right. You will learn from this. Don't you understand, Great King? Don't you want to build something real? Something that lasts forever? Our universe gutters down toward empty cold entropy. Life is an engine that burns up energy and produces decay. Life builds selfish, stupid rules. Morality is one of them and the sanctity of life is another. These rules are impediments to the great work, the work of building a perfect, undying creation, a civilization everlasting, 
something that cannot end. If a civilization cannot defend itself, it must be annihilated. If a king cannot hold his power, he must be betrayed. The worth of a thing can be determined only by one beautiful arbiter. That thing's ability to exist, to go on existing, to remake existence to suit its survival. All that would oppose this arbiter is unholy and false. All the misery and terror of your ancestors springs from the lies of the sky who deny this truth. Your ancestors endured the most hostile conditions, and now you must go on creating those conditions, even unto your sisters, even unto your offspring. Savathun's betrayal is the greatest gift she could offer you. Your body is gone, but you have endured. Safe in the cyst universe created by your own might, your throne world. From this day forward, Oryx, you and your sisters will each survive death, so long as you aren't killed in your own throne. Even as your sisters press the attack against the Ammonites, the god wave devastates Fundament. Trillions will die, but the survivors will never forget, and their descendants will always be ready for another syzygy. When you return to the material universe, use this lesson to complete your work. Teox wasn't on the dry moon. She must be laughing at you. Chapter 2 Verse 8, Leviathan Rises The Leviathan has broken cover. The old priest is in open space, moving towards the Ammonite home moon. Chroma Admiral Refrit and his elite guard move with it. Refrit is the hero of his generation, an Ammonite of peerless battlecraft. He's danced circles around Zyvu Arath, but now he has to protect his holy Leviathan. We'll give the old lunk a word. Ruin. Grief and ruin. The krill lost, the Ammonite ravaged, our traveler's work undone. Sisters of Orash, open your eyes. Who made you monsters? Who summoned the wave? Make peace. Join with me in golden renewal. In counter-argument, Oryx, we ask you this. What has the Leviathan done for your people? Who gave you immortality? and led you out of your prison? Who answers your questions about the universe with truth instead of sermons? Find detente with Savathun. Crush the Chroma Admiral. Boil the Ammonite Seas. And slaughter the Leviathan with witchcraft. Once the way is open, we'll show you how to eat the Traveler. Chapter 2, Verse 9 Crusaders It's done. Air and Yule feed on the Leviathan's carcass. Zyvu Arath has made a temple of the Chroma Admiral's impaled corpse. Below us, Savathun's poisons stain the Ammonite home sea black. Their screams flavor the void. The Traveler has fled. Do you understand, Oryx? Do you thrill at the secret, Savathun? Do you relish the edge of this truth, Zyvu Arath? 
Do you see the beautiful shape? The Ammonite occupied a piece of reality. They rented their existence on fraudulent terms, making themselves happy and fat, fencing themselves in soft lies and sweet apocrypha, saying, we are peaceful and good, we harm nothing. Their golden age was a cancer. They did nothing to advance the cause of life. They burnt up time and matter and thought on this solipsistic, onanistic pursuit of safety, insulating themselves from death, making a regressive pocket of useless stability. When they could have helped whittle the universe towards its final, perfect form, and your people. Suffering in the deep, you became more worthy of existence than the Ammonite. You have proven it. Look around the sky. Behold the great divide, the battle lines of this cosmic war. We are the worm, your god. But we are not the deep itself. We only move within it. You shall too. You shall venerate and study it and haunt it in its passage. Will you lift your thoughts to the millennia, Oryx? Will you bend your will to the liberation of the universe and join us in the war against the sky? We need champions, crusaders. Help us save the universe. Help us exterminate that which would destroy all hope. You are oath-bound to this task by the covenant of the worm. And you are oath-bound to kill Teox wherever she has hidden herself. <laughs>